What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. This is episode 298. Such an exciting episode today for two reasons. Number one, today is the day we launch our crowdfunding campaign for my new book, Mastering Adversity. This has been a process. This has been something that has been in a deep calling in my heart for a while. And now the opportunity to come write a book, put it all together, combining all my crazy moments, my stories, transformation, everything combined with all the 300 brilliant, inspiring minds that I've had the pleasure and, and absolute honor to sit down with and discuss. We're extracting all of that, putting it all together, and putting it into a book. This is going to be amazing. This is going to change your life. And we decided that in order to make this campaign as massively successful as it can be, I partnered up with Lifestyle Entrepreneur Press. And we're putting together a campaign that's going to help me from start to finish to craft the whole book, write it, sell it, everything. This has been a process that I've been starting with the book, coming together with ideas. It's happening and it's so exciting and I want you to be a part of it. Another part of this piece is we have partnered up with Publishizer who puts together a crowdfunding campaign for authors who want to write their book. So what we're going to be doing is for the next month, March 1st till April 1st, we're going to be raising $10,000. And that goes to the cover of the production of the book of everything in between marketing to make sure it's done properly. It'll get published. It'll do all the things that need to happen. If I was to do this on my own, there's no way I would do it. So it's really exciting to have this done. So I'm looking for the effort. I'm looking for the amazing community, all of you that follow me, all of you, if you're watching this or you're listening to this, that has impacted you in some way or another. If it hasn't yet, I know it will. And I want to come together to really make this thing get into the lives of everybody. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than the podcast. This is bigger than anything I've worked on, but I have to have a team effort. I need a collaboration and I'm just asking for your help. That if you can help, we're going to have different levels. You can either purchase the book for 25 bucks or there's a, there's a different tiers that you can get a certain amount of books. There's an online summit. There's one-on-one -on -one coaching. There's some really cool opportunities for you to really help change somebody's life. This book will change your life. And I want to build a huge movement around this and I got to do it and I got to ask for support for you. So if you feel called, please go into the show notes click on the link, takes you to the crowdfunding campaign. We have one month to raise $10,000. We're already at, I think it's over 2,000, 2,500, I believe. We're just getting started. So I think we can do this and I couldn't do this without you. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Next thing we have, what's even more exciting is the founder and CEO of Lifestyle Entrepreneur Press, Jesse Krieger the man that's helping me do all of this. I really wanted to have this episode. I wanted to bring him on the day that we launched this because not only are you guys getting an inside peek into today, hearing it for the first time about what's going on, but now, because you, now that you kind of dipped your toe and got it wet, now we're going to get into, first of all, Jesse's story and exactly what this crowdfunding campaign means, what Lifestyle Entrepreneur Press does for authors, aspiring authors, and what it all looks like. Some of the things that you're, you as an entrepreneur or somebody that's looking to write a book, wherever stage of the life where you're at in your life, this will be really useful because there's going to be a lot. I ask questions 
from the level of not really understanding how it works. And I ask questions from where I was at before because I didn't understand, right? How do you become a New York Times bestseller? How do you write a book? How does it all work? We cover it all here. And Jesse Krieger is the man. Highly recommend you go check him out. And after this episode, go follow him, check out his work. And um, I can always link you up if you're a good fit. This is such a great idea, such a great campaign for all you guys out there who want to write books one day. I really encourage you to listen to this right to the end. And if you get value from this, please leave us a review on Apple. Give us a comment on YouTube, wherever you are listening to this, subscribe, and it's much appreciated. And we're going to keep rolling. We're going to keep getting better. And I just want you guys to know I, I, I appreciate you. So this is exciting. Day one of the launch. We'll hear all about it in this episode. Jesse Krieger coming right up. Here we go, my man, Jesse. Thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Thanks for having <laughs> me here, Lance. I'm excited. Excited. We were warming up in the green room and now yeah. red light goes on. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, we've faced our own adversity with the podcast gods and the internet gods to make this happen. But I always believe that everything happens at the perfect time. So really, really excited for this, dude. This has been, you know, working with you has been such a pleasure and what you have, you know, with Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press and, you know, with the crowdfunding for, you know, people that want to launch a book and be an author is so powerful. And, um, you know, the steps that I've had to go through to kind of make this happen has just been so good for my growth and so good for, um, you know, really making the vision that I have for the future kind of like reality by, and then having people along the way help me. So I just want to say thank you, bro. And thank you so much for what you do. And, um, and I want to like really unpack what it all means and why people need to do this. I love it. Thank you for those kind words. And I think you're, what you just shared reflects um, a reality about the writing and publishing process that I've seen time and again is that it invites transformation and transformation begins oftentimes with dredging up whatever's in the way of the intended transformation and the vision that, that we have and that we're aligned around. And that can manifest in unexpected problems. It can manifest in the internet going out whatever number of times and we like tried to do this interview, mm. but it's like when it's time, it's time. Mm. And when it's right, it's good to be in the relationship and in that partnership because it, it, it helps become like guide rails or bumpers on along the process. Um, where it's easy to veer off course, it's easy to get frustrated, it's easy to take a few missteps and then not realize the full potential of the vision for the book and making the full impact that the book can make. And so I guess if we're just jumping right into the deep end, so to speak, it's that the, the act of declaring that you're going to take a position on a topic, write a book, share your story, be vulnerable, connect with others, that are aligned with you marks the beginning or continuation of a process that becomes a significant milestone. Having a finished book, when you hold it for the first time, it's like, holy, holy cow, it's real, right? Yeah. And, and that's an amazing feeling that I get to preview for people more like where you are and reflect on with others that are one, two, three or more books into their author journeys. Hmm. 
such a rewarding journey too, to be able to witness that with people and the excitement and the ups and downs, because it's not all pretty. It's like, there's, there's moments that are challenging and it's, it's like, it's gotta be such a beautiful process to witness for people. Yeah. With, with the right perspective, it absolutely is. And, yeah. you know, especially with the theme of this show and everything I can share that I've managed through a lot of adversity waves of it really in the growing of this particular business. Um, just because I didn't maybe three, four or five years ago, didn't have as good of a handle on what this process really is and how to support authors through it. When that goes off course, it can take the form of either me blaming or having an expectation that isn't being met with an author, just the same. They could have one with me. Oh, you said all this stuff was going to happen. And now it's not like that at all. And so I've tried to get better at previewing realistically what this is, what this process is about, as well as, of course, highlighting what the great benefits, the outcome, the impact that it can have on readers and others to position it as the juice being worth the squeeze. Not that it's going to be easy and fun and everything's rainbows and butterflies, but that on the other side of it, you've really accomplished something that you can be proud of genuinely and that helps a lot of people, perhaps people you've never met in places you've never been that need to hear your exact words and that that lights something up within them. And that's the magic and that's the beauty of it. And that's where we ultimately arrive after navigating through the obstacles. Yeah, you've, so let's, let's kind of, we'll, we'll come back to talking about more about what this program is and how powerful it is, but let's, let's kind of circle back to a little bit about your story because you've done a lot in your life. You've, you've accomplished a lot. You've done a lot of cool things. Where was the point at which you decided to go on this path as helping people write books or even writing books yourself? Like what sparked it in you? Walk us through a little bit of that path of how you got to where you are today. Sure. And the, so throughout my 20s, my whole passion was first music and being a lead guitarist in a rock band and kind of making that happen by just sheer willpower and in many ways, then pivoting into founding or co-founding three other businesses while traveling internationally three to four months of the year. And all those experiences led to me ultimately sitting down and being like, I need to write out what I've been doing. I need to start writing about this journey and ultimately the book, my book that became Lifestyle Entrepreneur, uh, Live Your Dreams, Ignite Your Passions and Run Your Business from Anywhere in the World, which I started writing in 2010, 2011. Um, and so there's, we can unpack a lot of that earlier part of my life, but kind of suffice to say, I've, I've been an entrepreneur in some shape or form my whole life. And that hasn't always been easy, but like we were talking about, it's always been rewarding. And I've always followed that inner guidance and passion towards whatever I'm doing in the business and serving and supporting people's space. So as I started writing, uh, I eventually got my first publisher, which was based out of Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, Kanyan Publications. At that time, I was studying Chinese, living in and around China, had a business doing 
promotional products and did a bunch of manufacturing and business in China. And so it kind of made sense to, or I, I saw the opportunity to be kind of a bigger fish in a smaller pond, to have a publisher in, a, in Malaysia and Singapore initially, and to go there and do a book tour and speak at book fairs and literally traveled around that whole region of Asia as my book first came out, which I saw that whole process as like a stepping stone to getting a US publisher and doing it like for real, for real. And so I, I had the experience of working with two different publishers as an author, navigating that journey to become a best-selling author actually twice, one, first in Asia and then in the US. And throughout that, my entrepreneurial hat always being on thinking if I was running these, if I was running this publishing company, I would do things so different. Or as an author going through this experience, I see so much more potential for what could be done. And this was actually the seed of building now Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press, you know, seven years later, um, was in being a really author centric publishing company being in the business of partnering with and supporting entrepreneurial authors through their author aspect of their career. And that's kind of a tall order, right? Compared to like selling nutritional supplements or something else, which no offense to other types of business, but this is by definition, a long-term relationship-based business. And that's ends up being what I really enjoy about it. Um, and what makes all of the adversity and the experiences of building, you know, and managing a publishing company where we're now printing and have logistics with tens of thousands of books moving all over the world. It's such a different experience than, you know, having that idea thinking, wow, I could really serve and support authors and starting that process back in 2014. So that's a little of the, the entry point into publishing. And it's evolved since then. What was your biggest, biggest struggle or challenge for while being an entrepreneur and writing a book? And maybe to tie into that, what is like a common one that you see amongst entrepreneurs and and people entrepreneurs that want to be authors? You know, like maybe walk us through your own personal challenges. And maybe what you see in others as being something that pops up a lot. Yeah. Well, I think the sweet spot is, you know, as an entrepreneur, a business owner, an expert in your field, health and wellness practitioner, if you have five to 10 years of experience uh, under your belt, then I think that's a good time. It's a ripe time to harvest the knowledge that you've accumulated, the experiences that you've had and put that into a book that defines, you know, your methodology, your approach, your thought leadership. So the reason five to 10 years, you know, at five years, 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year times five years is 10,000 hours. And there's a lot of research that supports 10,000 hours of hands-on work as a entry point to a level of mastery. And so five to 10 years, you've, probably achieved a level of mastery, even if you're not the best in the world at what you do, you've achieved enough to help somebody in their first year journey, for example. And so that's, I think the, the approach vector of like, if you're coming from the right place as a business owner, entrepreneur, going into being an author, 
It's to help more people reach a wider audience and expand something that you've really refined that works to people at large, and then be willing to talk about that and communicate that out to broad audiences through media and so forth. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the pivot, like in my whole twenties, uh, except for being in a band where I kind of was the product, right? Writing and performing music, but in other businesses, I wasn't at the forefront. And so being an author means you're stepping out to the forefront and sharing your voice, sharing your story, um, which brings up whatever it's, it will bring up to really embody that. Um, and yet there's so much positive feedback. There's so much positive validation that comes when we're courageous enough to step out and share, as I've, I'm sure you've experienced, Lance, just with this podcast alone. Man, you nailed it. It's it's such a process when you commit to something and you have to go through with it and you have to show up. And then all these inner critics comparisons of like, am I worthy? Is anybody going to listen to me? Why would they listen to me? Am I capable of doing this? All that shit, man. And it happened with the podcast, especially. Well, you know what, what was the common thread in that, inner looping me. Yeah. Am I good enough? Yeah. Why me? Who am I to? And I try to, the other side of that coin is who can I help? Who can I serve? Who needs to hear this message right now? Because if they don't, their life might go really off course. Yeah. And if you shift that orientation, Interestingly enough, the self-worth kind of takes care of itself in the act of true service. It's so true. And it's all perspective. It's when it becomes about the people that need what you have, it changes, right? If it becomes about you, then the whole perspective, it's easy to talk yourself out of it. But when you think about what people am I robbing from this information or this gift And somebody, there is a specific niche. There's a specific group of humans that will resonate with who you are. And that's the beautiful thing. But I think part of the journey, and I could speak for myself personally, it's like being able to quiet down that noise, that self-doubt, and really, again, shift the perspective when, when, it, when it gets out of alignment, when you think that it becomes more about me, why can't I do that? You know, I'm not worthy, all that crap that comes up. And when you come to something like a book, it's, it's such an interesting thing because for myself, this has been, okay, I'm writing this book. I'm committing to this. And it's like, holy shit, like this is, this is real. Like, and then it's like, you know, the, 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 the mind starts to wander. You start to think all these things. And my question for you is like, when you're speaking to these entrepreneurs, because first as an entrepreneur, you kind of start to master that within yourself. You have to, to be an entrepreneur because you're kind of going into the unknown. You're kind of going into the, the risk territory. So I guess somebody that's wanting to write a book is kind of familiar with that. I'm going to guess, but like, what would you say is that you notice, do a lot of people have that resistance or that, that, that doubt 
Like, is that something that comes up a lot? And is that the most important, is that like one of the most common things that you see? Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. It's a pretty universal experience. Um, although it takes different shapes and forms as it, as it arises, like yeah. at some point with, at some point before the books actually released, that's the real milestone. And any time before then it's fair game for something to pop up some subconscious sabotage pattern to interfere, some self-doubt to override the momentum that's building. And that that's a real possibility. Um, it also explains why 70 or so percent of people have thought about writing a book and less than 1% actually do. Because let's call a spade a spade. It's, it's a journey and it's a process. It's not an event. It's not like, hey, I'm going to put together a webinar or I'm going to write an epic blog post. It's a, it's a process that you have to commit to. And on the other side of it, the result is the book. Mm. And in turn, the result of the book is impact, authority, influence, pre-qualifying, the kind of people that already know they want to work with you, um, not to mention just the, the influence that it can have on people's lives that you never even hear about. Mm. I often say, I, I often think about the books that I've read and how meaningful some of the books I've read and some of the ideas I've gotten from books are. And I've never talked to those authors. Some of them aren't even alive anymore. And yet, if they didn't go through their, their process to yield that book, I would have never been influenced by it. And so if we put that perspective on, it's like zooming out to 30,000 feet, then it makes whatever's popping up at the moment more inconsequential and manageable. Um, but I guess the other part of my advice is just being aware that that this happens and planning for it to be gentle with ourselves um, because it's so tempting to just beat up on ourselves about whatever we perceive we're not doing up to par or up to somebody else's expectation. Yeah. And balancing that creates something that's created through a pure vessel, right? Instead of forced into existence by any means possible. Yeah, I, I can fully say that after seeing the, all the things that need to get done, that I wouldn't have been able to do this without this process. And that's why I can say that. And that's why I recommend anybody who is similar like me, entrepreneur wants to get their word out. Sometimes we need help with this stuff. And that's why I think what you have is so valuable, man. Like it really is. And it's exciting because you can kind of build the hype. You can kind of do the stuff before, before like actually like launching it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great stuff happening. So I want, can you explain what is the process? Like why is lifestyle entrepreneurs press? Like, why is it important? Walk us through the journey as to, and then maybe talk about the difference between doing it yourself. You know, I'm going to write a book. Okay. It's, it's not that easy versus like what you guys do. Sure. Yeah. Great question. So Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press, we're an independent, internationally distributed book publishing company that puts a lot of emphasis on author support throughout the writing and especially through the publishing process. And as such, 
as an independent publisher, you've got traditional publishers like a Simon and Schuster, HarperCollins. I always say it's important to understand those are subsidiaries of a larger international media conglomerate in every case. And it's a different relationship that you would have with a traditional publisher than with an independent like us, which is more of a personal relationship. And we have kind of a family environment on my team that just enjoys shepherding a few dozen authors and books through this process every year. And so that writing and publishing process, they're two, I look at it as two buckets, like writing a great book, there's a whole body of knowledge and process that goes into that. And even having a first draft of a manuscript and going into the publishing process is its own endeavor. And of course they're related, but I try and emphasize that writing a great book, let's focus on that before we get too ahead of ourselves with all of these future plans that are based on having a great book, simply because that can make it an acute pressure of producing something great now that so much other stuff depends on it. And that in turn can sabotage creating a great book. So I say with three to six months of a focused effort, um, you can create a great initial draft and a great body of work with even one to two hours a day, three to four days a week of focused energy and effort. And we could go into, if you want, Lance, like my thoughts on how like a good book is structured and please, how to- Please, because I want to break it down because yeah. I like to treat a lot of these conversations like as if the most basic level, because a lot of people just want to know how it works because you hear okay, about it that. in theory, right? You hear about it, but I really love to break it down for everybody that has that feeling of like, Hey, I want to write a book, but I have no idea what I'm doing. All right. Here's the right place to start. Think about the experience you already take people through in your business, your practice, coaching, whatever it is. And we're talking about a nonfiction book here, like fiction, let's have a different conversation, but for a nonfiction book that leverages your area of expertise and your passion, and that will build into the kind of business and personal brand that you want, start with the actual mechanism that you use to get results with your clients. And, and think of that as a linear process that you're going to chunk down to discrete steps. So if it's five steps, 10 steps, whatever it is you actually do to help your clients get results and whatever it is you've synthesized from the months and years you've worked with clients to get results, start with that as the building blocks for an outline. Because a book itself is a bridge from where your ideal reader is starting to where you can help lead them. And you're kind of holding their hand through the book to, to reach this end state, this destination. And depending on the book, that could be, you know, healing yourself from a condition or an illness, learning how to start a business, getting a better understanding of marketing, having more spiritual awareness. Those are all the outcomes of the kind of books that we publish. So if you think about what, from where you were five years ago or where you were 10 years ago to where you are now, that's another way to think of it and backfill the key moments, the key learning lessons, the key understandings in your own process, coupled with that, that you've helped others. And that right there can give you an, a first draft of a outline, which itself can be totally changed. But now you've taken an idea and given it structure 
and this is the first step of the the book writing process and journey. So I would, yeah, I, I love that. How does crowdfunding tie into everything? Because I get asked that and I have been, this is one of those things that um, obviously people are like, well, why would you, you know, where's the money going? All these kind of questions. Why is a crowdfunding campaign important and what does that cover? Yeah. For, for five years plus, um, our business model was just a service fee that was all inclusive and then 50% net royalties on the book once it's out. Last year in 2020, I just, you know, with all the changes and everything, I was like, let's pivot to a model where we just lower the barrier to entry to zero, meaning we now partner with a handful of authors. Lance is one of the first with no money down, but one of our first steps in the publishing journey is running a crowdfunding campaign with the intention of raising at least $10,000, which in turn covers about nine months or so of publishing and production work. Anything above that $10,000 mark, we do a 70% split in the author's favor. And we handle all of the printing of the books that are pre-sold and pre-ordered in that process. So that's the, that's the approach. Um, the kind of benefits behind it is the crowdfunding campaign makes it real right away. Whereas if you start with writing and you're writing for six months before you even really share anything, and then you get a publisher and you're working with a team for months, and then finally it's time to announce the book and start promoting it, that can happen. But a crowdfunding campaign is like, press go. All right, let's prepare the book description. Who are the ideal readers? What are the similar titles? What are the offers that you want to feature that complement this book? Then we're going to communicate all of that out to your existing audience, to your existing clients, as well as to a general public audience. But the, the crowdfunding campaign is really geared to serve the existing audience of the incoming author, to rally them around the idea, get them to support either by pre-ordering a book or investing in a, a coaching package and online training and experience. Uh, a sponsorship, a, a mention in the book. There's all sort of creative ways that we work with authors to help create that put a higher value on the experience that that a supporter can engage in. Like instead of $20 or whatever to pre-order a book, $250 to come to a masterclass and get uh, an online training resource and maybe com a Facebook community access there's a 10x in terms of the investment and everybody's wins, everybody's happy. So that's a little bit of uh, talking through, and, and you could share your experience too, Lance, of how we just dive right in and start with the announcement, even as the book itself is being written in, in some cases, like with yours. Yeah, this has been such an awesome process because when you think about it, Entrepreneurs are trying to grow their personal brand, trying to find ways to add value, trying to find ways to package together their services. And that's why this is powerful too. It's not just about writing the book. It's like the, what you're doing along the way is like you're building more of a personal brand. Like you're getting more eyeballs to you, which means more to your business. Like it's, it's checking so many boxes. That's why for me, it's perfect because it's doing a lot of the things that I'm going to have to do regardless. 
And that's why any of you guys listening out there, like think about all the things you need to do to grow your personal brand, right? There's a lot. And if you can have something that you're working towards like a book and you can get some support and you can like, you know, you can work on these different things and challenge yourself. I mean, only good things are going to happen. Yeah. And, and a book is your best personal branding asset. Yeah. Period. I stand behind that. And I'm biased because I run a publishing company. Yeah. But it's true. And I could have said that as an author first before even being in publishing. It's so amazing to be known for something and to quite literally have written the book on it. Mm. Um, just speaking from experience, I, no less than five people, some of which have built good businesses since, had reached out and said, I was going to build my new brand, Lifestyle Entrepreneur, until I Googled it and saw that you wrote a book called that. And I was like, yep, time to pick a different name. <laughs> because it is what it is. If you're the author of a book that defines your leadership on a topic and your authority, the root word of authority is author. Ah. And so as you author your book, you are authoring your authority, your personal spin on this topic. And that gets to become the playground that you created and that the people that come in and want to play, those are your people. So it's like, it's like a magnet as well as a broadcasting device for who you should be connecting with and who should know what you're up to. Mm. I love it. There's a couple other questions that are coming to me that they may seem like obvious, but I just, I really want to ask them because I feel that if I'm thinking about them, there's others that are thinking about them. So what is the difference? I know this may seem obvious again, between self-publishing and doing it this way. And obviously there's people that, how do you hit the New York Times bestselling list? Like, how sure. does that happen? What is like, what does that look like? And yeah, walk us through that before I get too wordy with the question. <laughs> sure. So you you set it up nice. If we're uh, if you're watching us on video I've, or on audio, I've got my hand set up in a spectrum, right, from one end to the other. And at one end is self-publishing, where you're doing it essentially yourself. You're coordinating, finding an editor, doing the design, the layout, the formatting, whatever marketing strategy you're going to implement and either hiring and overseeing a team or figuring some of this stuff out and doing it on your own. Uh, on the other end of that spectrum is New York Times bestseller, traditionally published book that's moving 12,000 plus units on the first week of release across dozens of markets, meaning cities and regions that are all reporting sales via book scan. And in the middle is us. And I'm not gonna just talk about us, but when you frame it up that way, we have the same market reach and the same distribution access as a traditional publisher, but with a hands-on support that guides the author through a bunch of stuff they would otherwise have to figure out on their own as a self-publishing author. Mm. And so the difference uh, in, in sort of commercial terms, you can, you can make up to 70% of your book sales if you self-publish through Amazon and away you go. It's never been easier to self-publish. That's why there's hundreds of thousands of books, many of which never sell more than 100 copies that are released each year. On the other hand, traditional is a barrier to entry. You typically need a literary agent, perhaps a lawyer. You're trying to build interest from 
this party that's going to invest into and essentially buy rights to your book idea by giving you what's called an advance, after which they own substantially these rights. And in a sense, you kind of work for them. Your job is to then sell enough books to earn out of that advance. And in the best case scenario, they're supporting you. But the expectation is they're paying in advance because you have a big platform that's going to sell a bunch of books and make them money. It's like a venture capital model of buying up rights to books and one out of 10 will blow the roof off, five or six will underperform and two or three will be kind of a wash, maybe make a little bit. So that's the content model. And that's true in music. That's true in film, just as it is in books on the traditional side of things. And yeah, I could go into more on either of those, but that kind of sets up your three options, self-publishing, pursuing a traditional or partnering and aligning with a hybrid slash independent publisher where there's a good, where there's a real alignment and going to market that way. What makes a great book versus one that's, that sucks. I mean, like what, what is, is there a certain format? Is there, I know like, I mean, what, I know it's kind of not again, an obvious question, but what makes one do really well versus one that doesn't like if there's a book that's written well and it's not produced properly or it's not published properly, does that hurt it? And if it was written, you know, okay, but it has the right backing behind it, it can do well. I guess that's what I mean versus like a good book versus a bad book. Like walk us through that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I can say, you know, with a background in the music business and industry and now in publishing, I've been in creative fields for a lot of my life. And I can tell you that it's rare to see someone that like kind of does it all their all on their own, either self-publishing or just like kind of one man band putting together a full music album. It's difficult to get exceptional quality with that approach. It is possible, but but the idea of partnering and having a, a person and a team as a publisher that knows the journey, has been through it a hundred or maybe thousand times and can tune into the specifics of how to help you have the best experience, that's your best case scenario with a publisher is a partner, somebody who supports where they're really needed and steps back and lets you have your own autonomy in most other decisive areas. And that's kind of the setup. Now, what makes a great book, not to a, a great book, you could say it this way. It, it takes on a life of its own. It's the kind of book where you read it and you have to tell a friend or you have to share it with somebody else because you immediately know how it's going to help or benefit them or that they're going to love it. A great book is something that definitively shifts your perspective on a topic and hopefully entertains you in the process. A great book is where you feel a connection with the author as well as a resonance with the message. And so there's a lot of ways to triangulate around what a great book is, but no one way to define it. And so with that, I think about 70% or so of the book content being the strategy, being the mechanism, being the delivery of the key idea is smart. And then 20 to 30% 
is your personal story um, extracting the, the highlights from your own life experience and shining a light on clients or other people that exemplify your content and your approach. Mm. That's a good mix because people will buy a book because they're going to learn something, solve a problem or want to be entertained, but then they'll feel a connection with the author because of those stories, because of a resonance with what they're sharing on a personal level. And a combination of those is what makes people reach out to you unprompted and be like, can I hire you? I read your book and I absolutely just love who you are and I'd, I would be honored to work with you. Mm. So if you get people reaching out to you that you don't know, saying something like that, there's another definition of a good book. Mm. That kind of goes the same with a podcast too. It's like when you got people reaching out and being like, oh, wow, you had no idea who they are. It gives you kind of that reinforcement from the universe. Like, hey, good work. <laughs> yeah, like kind of early on I had, I mentioned my book was first published in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Then it was also available in Australia, New Zealand later. But somebody, I met somebody, Dan Monroe, he became an author of ours and a, and a good friend. But I met him because somehow he found my book, bought Lifestyle Entrepreneur, read it, quit his job, started something he loved, and then decided to reach out to me and say, I just want to say, your book helped me basically change my life. And here's what I'm doing now. Wow. And I was like, dude, let me share your story with my whole audience. And then we published two books with them. So like, that's just a vignette of, you know, we've talked about writing a great book. We talked a little bit about publishing, but once it's out in the world, it has a life of its own. It will reach people in places that you're not planning ahead of time. And then you get to see what comes back. And that's just so fun. Mm. But that's like an example of somebody. I think for every one person that I hear from, there's what, 20, 50, 100 that are like, that was a really great book. I'm not going to write the author. I'm not going to change my entire life and then report back. But you get a sense for the impact from those kind of like people that reach out and let you know, right? Mm, yeah. You know what I found really interesting about the process was coming up with the title too. Like, cause it's a statement, you know, and it's like, what do I want this to say? How do I want people to feel? And, you know, with my book coming out, Mastering Adversity, I'm like, well, shit, I'm really, I'm really uh, setting the stage here. <laughs> you know, what's, what's the science behind picking a title? Like where, like what, it's so fascinating to me. Yeah, we arrived at a great title for you. I, I really love it. And the reason I love it, mastering adversity, that's a process oriented title, right? That's not like I have mastered adversity. That would be a very different posture. Yeah. And so mastering adversity is like, let's work this process towards mastery. And that's a whole spectrum of experience. So if, if a title of two words can do that, evoke an imagery, give you a sense for what the whole book is about just by looking at the cover and reading the title that gets into what's the real art of the publishing process and is like, how do you present the essence of the book with a cover design, with the title, the subtitle, and then the language that's used to describe the book in a way that's irresistible to your ideal reader. Mm. And that's, that's really speaking right to them, you know, mm. or calling out things that will absolutely resonate with their life experience. And that can be done in like a book description with questions, 
um, as much as it can with like statements of like, in this book, you will learn, um, you know, I'm just paraphrasing here, but you know, the three steps that everybody must take in order to overcome adversity in their life experience, um, you know, how to put anxiety and lack of self-esteem to rest once and for all and grow into your true potential. And then you just kind of get into riffing of like, wow, wow, I'm going to, that's what this book's about. Yeah. And then you start, then you open the front cover and actually start reading. So it's funny because once you've written the great book, it's like, I think of it as backing out from the middle of the book to both ends, to the front and back cover. And those both ends, the front cover is public facing, grabs the attention, represents the book. Back cover is describing the book, talking about the author and making you want to open it up and actually get into what could be, you know, hundreds of pages of, of content. Mm. Yeah, I love it. It's it's funny how that came to be because I had all these ideas and then I was on the beach. I remember exactly the point I was at. I was like running down the beach and I was like, it came to my head. I was like, that's it. I got to do that. That's, that's the name. Like I just, I knew it. And I guess, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about doing, you know, I do a lot of spiritual work, a lot of meditation and stuff and things sometimes just come. And it's just so interesting how the process goes. I I could tell you, and this here's a little reveal of like, I see my role in that naming process to synthesize what you're like really all about. Yeah. Filter it through what would attract someone's attention on a book cover and then plant seeds and then kind of step back so that when you're running on the beach, it drops in and you're like, that's it. But it would be different if I was like, Lance, we have to call the book Mastering Adversity. Then you're like, wait, why? Are you sure that's the best name? This and that. So just on a process level, I see my role as like pointing the way, shining a light, planting seeds, but I'm not the the sole deciding factor in what takes place within this process. No, but you definitely help with getting the juices going and getting, like you said, it, and you know, same with Julia, like just having those. I, I'm just so grateful having people like yourself and Julia and your team because I know how I am and it's like forcing me to step into my potential. And sometimes you need help with that. And you guys listening out there is like, a lot of you are probably like me, you know, you should be doing this thing, but you're, you're stopping yourself. And if you're by yourself, it's, it's easy to do. If you reach out for help and you do something like this, it, they hold you accountable. And that's sometimes what we need. I appreciate that, brother. I'm going to share this with Julia, by the way. But um, it makes me think if I were to, when you shared what you shared, I don't see it as us forcing you, but rather when I really tuned into it, you arrived and we Mm. had a conversation where I saw that you were ready. Mm. Yeah. Actually ready, not just saying it, but like I really felt on a deep level, like you're ready for this ready for change, ready to move into this process. So Mm. when that's the case, yes, we will hold that container and keep accountability. But um, I think it's more the realm of traditional publishers to like make executive decisions on the book without consulting the author. And we don't really play that. Yeah, no. Yeah. I love that. And it's always, it's never felt like a forced effort. It just felt, it feels like, you know, there's just this thing and it's, it's within myself that I know what I need to do. And like, 
sometimes you just need some support, you know, with people that know what they're doing, just like anything, right? You need support. And I know I needed it. I knew that I, I was, I had a calling to write a book, but I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to start. And for me, it was just the perfect time and everything. So. Nice, man. And I know you resonated with when I presented our like crowdfunding first model. And it's interesting because I used to think of myself as being good at high ticket sales, right? If I'm selling a $15,000, $25,000 publishing package, there's a certain conversation that gets someone on board with investing five figures into this process. But the, the art for me and what I'm playing with now and this year is can I have a good enough sense of who to partner with where we have skin in the game too? Mm. Like truth be told, if your campaign doesn't work, you know, then that's on us too. Mm. And so that creates a dynamic of deeper partnership is what I'm exploring. And you've been a joy to work with. And I really appreciate, you know, your, your dedication to yourself within this process. And I think it's going to yield something really remarkable on the other side. I appreciate it, man. Putting that into the universe. Um, obviously, you know, as mentioned, there's, you know, and I'm super transparent on the show, you know, I, I go through times where I lack belief in myself, but like we said earlier, I just reframe it and I'm getting better at that. And I believe that this thing will be successful. It's, it's just, it's, it's really stepping in. And I think this is a message for everybody is just stepping into your power and owning it and believing in yourself fully, because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. That's, that's the reality. And this, this kind of goes into my next question. I just want to kind of switch gears a little bit. Let's, I wanted to talk about kind of the last year, obviously the COVID and all that kind of crap going on. It's, I've talked to a lot of people and I've asked this question. I used to ask it in the beginning, but I don't really like to start it that often with that question. But like, it's important to find out because everybody's been impacted. So with, with everything you're up to, everything you're doing, how has that, how were you affected by that, by COVID lockdown, how you did business and how did you pivot or did you have to pivot in order to kind of keep things going? What kind of changes did you make? How did you have to show up differently? Walk us through that a little bit. Great question. Um, as somebody who wrote a book called Lifestyle Entrepreneur and reveled in traveling the world for weeks and months on end, last year, I went almost nowhere. And so the, the radius of my existence tightened to my, my place. Um, which is beautiful. I love it. I, I call it the publishing palace, even though it's more of just a house with a nice backyard and stuff. But I, I grounded into spending so much time in one place. So that was one pivot. But once I just wrapped my head around and I saw by early April, I was like, this isn't just something that's going to pass in a few weeks. There's going to be dramatic shifts that will ripple through I guess the whole fabric of society and the economy. And that's proven true now almost a year later with no realistic end in sight of when everything is quote back to normal. 
but I don't think in those terms because there's no going back anywhere. We're, we're moving forward. We're spiraling through the galaxy. We're never in the same place twice. So I thought, all right, this is a major shift that's happening. On one level, we didn't have to pivot because I've always run and been a proponent of virtual structured organizations. My team is spread out around the country and the world. Our authors are spread out around the world. Our books are spread out around the world. It's just me that's in Las Vegas. So in that sense, fortunately, we weren't impacted for like store closures and things like that. Our partner Ingram really went to bat to keep the printing presses rolling and everything moving. There was no disruptions on the supply side. Thank God. And thank God again that we had the right partner because other publishers, booksellers had much different experience. So we kind of rode out a lot of 2020 pretty okay. But what I've realized now in the first quarter of 2021 is that some of the things that either I kicked the can or that didn't have to pay something or there was a moratorium or something else shifted or authors' businesses changed and now the financial dynamics different, whatever it is, it's like the bills are coming due. And like our business more than doubled last year over 2019. And that was kind of a wild experience to feel that lift while seeing so much devastation and negative impact. So there's really a bifurcated experience. I know many people whose businesses have flourished while others have been kind of decimated. And, um, and so I've, uh, you know, our model now that we've been talking about with crowdfunding grew out of how can we just level set that if somebody's passionate, they're ready to go and they've got at least enough of a business and audience to make this uh, an impact that we're not asking for 10, 15, $20,000 investment to begin working together. So the adaptation on the business model was partnership and community and campaign development as the, as the first step, it kind of bolts onto our existing publishing process. Um, personally, it's been ups and downs like, <laughs> I really feel like I deepened my own relationship with myself, with nature last year, t tuned out to an increasing degree on what's been going on in the macro sphere. I can't get caught up in whatever daily drama, whatever political development, whatever medical crisis is being blasted out. So I've tuned out to more of that broadcast and tuned into more of like, how can I support our authors even more? How can we put a new strategy in place that lets our authors pivot? I've helped maybe two dozen authors adapt their own businesses and approach to marketing in some way, just in the last 12 months. That's been a saving grace because it's not, if it was just about how do I shore up my own financial position and make sure I'll be taken care of? Yeah, that's important, but it's like, I hope that we look back a year from now with you and some other authors and be like, man, we really got something done despite all sorts of adversity. And if we can say that, then, then it was a good bet. And if something breaks and shit goes south, that's always a risk as, as an entrepreneur and generally in life, but try and ride that balance without letting it overwhelm my, my nervous system or, negatively impact how I show up with 
whatever's going on that I'm managing behind, behind the scenes. Yeah. It gives everybody a real perspective of when all the, a lot of these things are taken away, you know, what is really the most valuable, the most valuable stuff has seen growth because people need it. Like I honestly believe no matter what people are going to write books, man, you know, like, like book people, sales went up last year, of course. even though, even though book retailers businesses were very hardly hit, mm. people consumed and bought more books last year than ever before. So how about that? And, and again, it's, it's especially times like this, people need help. And this is why I talk about podcasting also is that you want to build trust and authority with your audience. So how, how are you going to do that? Right. Books, podcasts, you know, marketing, personal branding, all that stuff happens when you, when you're writing a book. So that's why I think what you guys offering during this time is invaluable because people, people are going to need it regardless of a recession, regardless of a pandemic. It's like, we still have to get ourselves out there. We, and people now aren't stupid. They want to get to know the human behind the business, you know, with all the gimmicks and, and sales funnels and all of this and that people want to know the human, right? And the people that are able to share that are the ones I believe that will win. The ones that have a deep meaning and deep purpose to community, helping others, you know, sharing their truth. Those are the people that I believe that those businesses that they start from a place, like you said, are going to be the ones that people are going to want to be involved with for years and years and years. And that right there, my friend, that sums up my position. Mm -hmm. I'm looking out years. I'm looking out a decade. I'm actually even conscious that the books that we're publishing now can and should outlive me as a person. And that's the trajectory of knowledge and publishing. Um, and so whatever is going on today, whatever is going on this week, whatever is going on this month and this quarter, I keep it in perspective, or I certainly try to, mm -hmm. because there's always going to be challenges and there's, that's par for the course. It's not an, it's not realistic to say, I don't want challenges. It's realistic to say there will be challenges and here's my strategy to navigate them effectively. And so that's how I try and look at it. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm very thankful that, you know, after the business was around for five years, I was like, we crossed the threshold of the statistic of however many businesses fail in the first five years. So it's like a blessing to wake up every day and have actually built something that's endured now more than half a decade. And I, I feel like we're just getting started on that front. Awesome, man. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are curious about, okay, we know all this. How do I... How do I get in touch with you? How do I get, how can I do this? Where can they find you? And how can they set that process up to get qualified for this? Certainly. Um, LifestyleEntrepreneursPress.com. I know it's a long URL. Maybe Lance will link it up here. Oh yeah. But well, on that, you can find a full overview of our publishing process. See over the, the hundred plus books that we've published. I have a lot of free author training resources on there too. And you can submit um, a form that indicates your interest in publishing. Then Julia and or myself will reach out, schedule a call. And that's how we begin exploring um, if we're the right fit. So beyond that, you can find me on most social platforms. I'm loving Clubhouse recently. 
uh, on Instagram, we're LE Press Books, and we're starting to put out a lot more content there too. Mm. Yeah, we'll have everything linked in the show notes, man. And dude, I just want to say again, thank you so much. This is such an awesome process. And I highly recommend you guys go check out Jesse, go check out Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press. Everything's in the show notes. This stuff is like for all you entrepreneurs listening out there, this is such an incredible opportunity. And you know, if you're qualified for this, this could this will really get you over the hump that I know that I am working to get over. And if you want to get to the next level, sometimes we need these these adversities, these challenges. And this is the real life stuff. If you want to get to the next level, having a book is something very powerful. So dude, thank you so much, man. Thank you, Lance. And isn't it funny for how many times we tried to have this interview? It's been a crystal clear connection the whole time. When it's time, it's time. That's right. Thanks, everybody. Please go over to the show notes. Hit the link that'll take you to the crowdfunding campaign. Please purchase wherever you feel is is right for you. This is something that is really going to help change people's lives. We're going to get this. We're going to make this thing happen. I need your help, all of you, to make this happen. This is a part of, this is a big movement. This is, this is, I really just, the impact that this is going to have on lives is so important. So sometimes you just got to ask for help. And this is one time that I'm just seeking your support. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review if you got value and we'll catch you next time.